Homemakers, our show is made possible by a few carefully selected advertisers and because of our Patreon friends. If you haven't yet, we invite you to show your love for the show by becoming a patron at patreon.com forward slash Homemaker Chic Podcast. There you will receive downloads to both of our cookbooks, exclusive access to snippets of the Homemaker Chic book as it's being written, and a private invitation at the end of every season to join us for our live fangirl party call. You can be a part of Homemaker Chic and show your support for the show by visiting patreon.com forward slash Homemaker Chic podcast. That's Patreon, P-A-T-R-E-O-N dot com forward slash Homemaker Chic podcast. And now let's rock this show. Welcome, welcome, welcome. Happy Monday. Welcome to Homemaker Chic Podcast. We are here doing what we always do. Uh, I'm feeling a little Monday, Shay, so bear with me. Yeah, 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 yeah. This is what we're doing. Okay, we're going to rescue the art of homemaking once again from the Daily Grind. Um, no denim jumpers, but I'm in gardening clothes, so I slapped on a little lipstick for the show. Here mm-hmm. I am. Mm-hmm. You look great. I Okay, you do too. You look so lovely. I am your host, Angela Reed of Parisian Farm Girl, and I'm joined by, uh, are those polka dots? The polka dotted Shay Elliott of the LA. Um, you don't wear polka dots, do you? Those Here's what's, dots. Let me tell you what's funny about this dress. For all okay. we talk about fashion and, and all this sort of stuff on the show, mm-hmm. I bought this dress secondhand. It's a Gap, completely synthetic dress. <laughs> okay. And I have worn this dress probably 400 times. Good. It's the best. I love it. And I paid like $18 for it or something. They're little flowers mm-hmm. is what they are. Okay. But it just goes to show you. It's it's lovely. Um, I just did a YouTube video on Princess Diana's influence on my personal wardrobe selections. And of course, there were polka dots. And so I think if I remember correctly, you are not a polka dot person. But those those little flowers are delightful. They're close. Thank you. Okay, so we are just two homemakers, two friends, 2,000 miles away. Um, it's been a year since we've seen each other. There's 10 kids. I don't know. How many cows between us? 10 kids, three a or lot. four cows, <laughs> a million chickens. Yep. yep. <laughs> Wallpaper, bathroom projects, dirty laundry, what's for dinner, broken Instapots, rotten apple cores under the sofas. We're just here with you. I feel like that could just be the end of the podcast. The end. (laughs) The end. (laughs) (laughs) But uh, we've been at this for a long time, and we're going to be at it for a long time, friends and listeners, lovely listeners. Today, we're going to sort of explore this topic of being prepared for longevity, because I think every day we make little tiny decisions that affect our health and our uh, mobility and our endurance, and we make big ones too. So I'm looking forward to mm-hmm. exploring that with you, Shay. But mm-hmm. how how are you? I mean, my head is not on. <laughs> it's not on. Um, I was just telling Angela that right before we started recording, I've been practicing new language a lot as a way to just sort of exercise my brain and continue to grow as a person and continue to stretch myself. And my brain is it's like when you work out, work out and your muscles are really sore. My brain is sore and it's like all these wires are getting crisscrossed and like I'll think in a language and then like an eighth grade Spanish word will come out and I'm like, no, that's not even, not even what we're doing, brain. <laughs> it's, 
perfect it's drop. Really, used it's it unbelievable all. to get your like mouth to cooperate with like you're like it's only a few inches away. Brain, mouth. <laughs> how how lost can this message get? And I have to think so slowly. So this was really fun. You'll appreciate this story. I just went to the garden center by myself. We have this little garden center that opens up every year for a very short period of time. It's not Lowe's or Home Depot. Like it's this little family run garden center. And it's great. There's a guy who works there. He's worked there for a long time. So he saw me coming a mile away because he's seen me there quite a bit before. And I'm shopping around for these flowers and he shows up with this gigantic cart and he's like, good to see you. You're probably going to need the big cart. (laughs) And I was like, you're right. Thank you. And so we sort of strike up this conversation and he is from Mexico and he speaks, he's been here for like 20 years, but he speaks very, very little English. And um, so I'm trying to like sort of converse with him with some of the Spanish that I know. And he's tried to converse with me with some of the English that he knows. And like, all of a sudden, I just say things start like a saying something in Italian. And I was like, well, that's not going to mean anything to him. <laughs> like, that's not that's not going to be helpful to him at all to understanding what you're trying to say. But, you know, it was really sweet. And it just made me realize, like, it's okay to just try and to sound stupid, you know? Yeah. He was he was trying to talk to me in English. It's like, we can feel so silly sometimes speaking mm-hmm. a different language. But I wasn't thinking, oh, he's so silly. He can't say things correctly. Right, you know? right. I was thinking, okay, he knows these words, so I can try to use those words back to him and explaining the answer. And right. Oh, it was just hilarious. It was such a great, such a great exchange. Yeah. It is You're- mentally exhausting, though. Like- yeah. You have to go so slow at first. Yeah. Like, what's this word? Okay, then what's the next word? Okay, then what's the next one? So it's good. Though. And a lot of times I will like phrase things, you know, the way we would in English. Or yes. Put my sentences together. Or just I'm I'm doing a literal translation in my mind. And like that's, you know, when it comes to like idiomatic mm-hmm. expressions, like they would never talk like that. Mm-hmm. <laughs> uh, yeah. Yeah, um, something I learned recently in Italian was like you say um, when you when you're introducing your name, it's just like you have to say the name. Like, what is your the name? That's how they say it. And if you just say really? like, what's the name? You would only use that with family, and so you have to like be really careful about how you say things too. So, yeah, it's all good. Yeah, there's so many um, like manner, yeah, manners and faux pas and polite moves and stuff you can make with just like a little nuance you know Mm -hmm. but listen we're going to talk about laughter today like that's laughter i follow this italian guy on instagram and he couldn't think of the word for cupboard he didn't know the word so he called it a little closet (laughs) it was like the little bathroom under the sink cupboard (laughs) okay great who cares if you call it little closet i know what you're talking about like yeah yeah it's great It's funny. Oh, little closet. Little closet. Um, Anyway, so yeah, I guess I've used, I guess in my older age, uh, you only get a certain amount of brain cells to use per day and they're done used up. So I don't really know what's going to come out today. Sorry. Okay. Well, I'm pretty tired too. So you're in good company. (laughs) (sighs) Just from garden. You garden tired. Yeah. And I did about, I did 
my big walk this morning, like four miles, and I did lunges up the hill at the end of it. So I think my thighs are still shaking. Yeah. <laughs> it just takes it out. You know, then you're out in the garden and all the cardboard that I put down last fall, like the pea gravel has still never showed up because apparently that's just a spectacular miracle. Yeah. You know, it's like two miles away. Could you just bring me a load? I don't know. Like I asked mm-hmm. six months ago. So now it's blowing all over the farm. Yeah. So I'm chasing down soggy cardboard that's wrapped around electrical fence. And yeah. it's just great. So there was a lot of schlepping today. So yeah, I'm I'm pooped. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I just saw this really great little uh, picture of a guy at the garden center. And he had a PVC pipe. And <laughs> he would literally just put the PVC pipe where he wanted to plant the seed. It was like a four uh-huh. foot section. Uh-huh. And then he would drop a seed in the top and it would come out the bottom and it would keep him from having to bend over. So he would Brilliant. just like move oh, the yeah. PVC pipe around and drop the seed. I'm like, duh, do that. <laughs> he just pushed it in a little bit. Yeah, he then he could just like stomp it in with his shoe, you know? <laughs> Sounds great. Use the PVC pipe to drag, create your line, drop the seed in, all zhuzh over the top. It's all good. That sounds That sounds great. Yeah. Anyway, we're going to talk about longevity today, and um, we're going to talk about sort of how we can prepare for longevity, which I think will be fun. But before we do that, we want to give a shout out to American Blossom Linens for sponsoring season 11 of Homemaker Chic Podcast. Their towels are now available for ordering. They come in these beautiful sets. There's a white set and a natural set. And I have just ordered two sets of the natural or the of the white because I'm going to do white towels in our new bathroom. Mm-hmm. But they're beautiful and they have the little corresponding towel and it's great. So AmericanBlossomLinens.com, coupon code HomemakerChic20 for 20% off of your purchase. You can visit them. We are so thankful for them. Organic, American-grown cotton beautiful products from America Blossom Linens. So we've been hearing actually on Instagram from some of you who have finally taken the plunge and purchased them and you're wowed and we know you're going to be wowed. That's why we partner with them. So it's really fun to see those coming in. I just shared a story the other day for somebody who was unpacking her box and Mm -hmm. you know, it's, they do such a phenomenal job even with the packaging. So yeah, she put the whole unpacking on. That was fun. Yeah, they do. Really fun. So um, you can also just visit homemakerchicpodcast.com and we have a link there that you can just click with the coupon code in case you forget any of it. Just remember the name of the podcast and we've got you covered there. So, okay. okay. All right. Well, I wish I had a glass of wine right now. I might fall asleep if I had one. <laughs> might have to have a coffee and then a glass of wine, but we'll cue the wine music and we'll just pretend that we each have a glass. It does, okay. it does sound really good. I know. After a day. Yeah. After mm-hmm. gardening, I want a glass of chilled white wine and I yep. want a rare steak. Those are what I want. You used all your energies just about every day of the week. Yeah, I could do that every yeah. day of the week. I want to talk. About, I really want to talk about the diet when it comes to longevity. But um, okay, before we get there, shout out to Dry Farm Wines for this little section of the podcast where we want you to pour a glass with us because we're going to deep dive into some conversation. You need to have a beverage handy. Dryfarmwines.com forward slash homemaker chic is where you can get clean, organic, biodynamic, no sugar, no garbage wines. These wines are really beautiful, naturally fermented 
from small little vineyards all over the world. These are the wines that we drink exclusively because they make you feel really good. They're alive with beautiful little natural yeasts and bacterias, and that's the kind of stuff that we can get behind. So if you use our link, you get an extra bottle with your first in your first order for just a penny. So make sure you use that, dryfarmwines.com forward slash homemaker chic. Yes, and if you're brand new, because I've been watching our numbers, and the show's growing, so thank you. We do want you to share the show with your friends, give it a five-star review, text a few episodes to some of your best girlfriends. But if you're brand new and you think we're just like, you know, brown nose into an advertiser, <laughs> you got to go back and listen to our interviews with Todd. We have one from the first season and we had one from a season, season or two yeah. ago. And you've, I want you to really understand what is going on in your grocery store, conventional, everyday wine, even the really good bottles, ladies, Mm -hmm. even the really good bottles. I want you to get educated on this subject. Today, we're going to talk about pushing our brain. I just want you to know, you know, and then you go make the decision that you're going to make about your wine, but learn about why we think dry farm wines, why we know dry farm wines is such a big deal. Mm Mm-hmm. I went out to a bar in Bellingham a couple of weeks ago, and they had a naturally fermented organic wine on the menu. It was from Italy. And it was great because I was able to enjoy a glass of wine while I was out. That's the first time that that's happened. So that was Yeah. Yeah. Okay. I have a bottle today to share with you. Okay. Okay. Do tell. Okay. So this one's going in the fridge for supper tonight. Um, So this is Charles Fry, and it's from- Alsace, a region in France. So on further review, Alsace is sort of this region that's been flip-flopping between France and Germany for quite a long time. Europe is so interesting to me because you do get these real subcultures of people. Northern Italy Mm -hmm. is the same way. You get a ton of like this uh, Austrian, German, like Alpine flair. And then you go to Southern Italy and it's a world apart. So um, I think this is sort of similar in terms of France. You could go to like Provence and you end up with a completely different breed, really, of people than the Alsace region because it's just right on the border there. So when we think typically think about Germany, we think about Riesling. Mm -hmm. Primarily, like that's where it comes from. Austria and Germany, you think Riesling. Um, So this is a blend and it has some Riesling in it, but – what caught my eye about this one is that Fry was your mom's that's your mom's name, isn't it? Your family's yeah, it's name? Yeah, family name. Yeah, and it's it is it is really true what you're saying. So our family's from Alsace Lorraine and um my great, you know, my great-grandparents spoke German. They didn't speak French. Isn't so that weird? Even, even though it's France, the whole family speaks German. So or spoke German rather. Yeah. Wow. It's interesting. That's so mm-hmm. interesting to me. I love mm-hmm. that. We so badly want to put people in boxes, and the reality is life is just completely saturated with nuance. <laughs> mm-hmm. So like sure. my um, daughter Georgia has been wanting to learn Norwegian. So she's been practicing Norwegian on this app on my phone. And the irony of that is that when my my great-grandma immigrated from Norway, she wouldn't let anyone speak a word of Norwegian. Yeah. She would say, we're American now. Like, we only speak English. 
you don't speak to me in Norwegian. And she wouldn't allow mm-hmm. it. So none yeah. of her kids learned how to speak it because she just wouldn't have it. Yeah. Isn't my that great funny? Grandparents, they spoke German to each other, but didn't like my grandpa has like some cognizance of German and he loves it. He's very drawn to it. But yeah, mm-hmm. they didn't speak it to the kids. Yeah. Isn't that interesting? Mm-hmm. Yeah. And it's just so like you, how could they have known that a, just a couple generations down the yeah. road, that would have been so important. Like, gosh, if I could speak German, how <laughs> cool would that be? German is the most useful yeah. language in Europe. Aside from English. Like, just because it's the most universally spoken? I guess. Yeah. Hmm. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah, that's interesting. Language is so powerful. Um, we'll get to that a little bit later. Okay, so this is Charles Fry from okay. the Alsace region, and it's called Energies, which is kind of an interesting name. So I, I looked it up, like... This is a little new agey, you know, for some of these mm-hmm. historic wineries. <laughs> yeah. But you see the different colors, those of you who are mm-hmm. watching the video of the podcast. So the colors on the label refer to the four elements through biodynamic winemaking, which are leaf, fruit, flower, and root, which I just thought oh, was really poetic fun. and really yeah. fun. Like these are what we have, these are what we need to consider. And we're taking all the energies from these different parts, it's not just the grape, right? The grape gets its energy from the leaf, from the roots. Just really yeah. exciting to me. Anyway. Okay. So is it an Alsace AOC or a Cremant d'Alsace or an Alsace Grand Cru? Does it say on the bottle? It does not it say. So it must be none of those things. Hmm. Nope. It just, uh, so it's a blend. Okay. You know, Blanc, those Riesling, are the three Pinot major Muscat. Yeah. Major things coming out of Doesn't or, you say. Know, major. That's all I got for you. That's all I got for you. So really fun little blend there of French and Germany and French, French and Germany. French and Germany. Germany. You're killing it, Shay. French and Germany. (laughs) All I do is win. No matter what. (laughs) All right. Dryfarmwines.com forward slash homemaker chic. If you've never ordered before, place an order. Do it right now. Get some beautiful picnic wines for these spring days that are sort of kind of maybe finally happening and you're going to get an extra bottle for a penny if it's your first time. Yeah. Okay, so okay. uh this subject in- really intrigues me because longevity and being healthy has always been um very interesting to me. Mm-hmm. Uh I have one side of the family that's not near as healthy as the other side. And then like my grandparents, like you were just mentioning, um, they're extremely healthy and and old. My grandpa's 94, will be 94 this summer, and my grandma's 89 and still rocking it. Uh, and the queen just turned 96 the other day. So this is like the poor Thursday. Queen. The queen. You want to be done working by the time you're 96, man. Let the lady wear some pajamas and like shove popcorn in her face and just let her live out her last few years in joy. <laughs> I think she loves what she does. I, I don't she doesn't uh she doesn't strike me as unhappy. She was they had the memorial service, like the year later service for Prince Philip mm-hmm. um the other day and that was moving because mm-hmm. you could see she was crying and um, Princess Princess Eugenia or Beatrice or one of the two uh, behind her was crying and it was mm-hmm. sweet. But yeah, mm-hmm. so this long this kind of longevity is sort of on 
the front of my brain because it's nice out and I'm walking again in the morning and Mm -hmm. it's not barbaric outside and so um just I love this because you know we have like 20 year olds listening who are like what are you talking about I feel great (laughs) shut up (laughs) I Ami Lee just said to me yesterday she's like ooh 30 gosh I would murder a squirrel right now to be 30. <laughs> murder a squirrel? Yes. Is that a Midwest saying? No, I made it up. Right off the cuff. I was like, what's something like not really offensive that I could say right now in this moment? People wouldn't hate me. <laughs> Oh, that was good. Okay. Um, if you don't, (laughs) if you love squirrels as much as I do, if you don't, uh, (laughs) sorry, so distracted by that. I would murder a squirrel to be. Let's make that a t-shirt. Okay. If you're 20 and you're like, nothing on me hurts and I'm going to be young forever, you're not. And eventually you're going to get up and you're going to have sprained your ankle while you were sleeping. (laughs) You will hurt. It's inevitable. Oh, yeah. Okay. Okay. So let's go to the article. (laughs) <laughs> okay, so I pulled up this little list. This is uh, thank you Canadian Living for your <laughs> your content today. <laughs> um, twenty tips on on staying. I thought this might just give us a little skeleton to work. For. Are you gonna be okay? She's gone. She's doubled over, friends. Sorry, Canadian Living is where the. <laughs> I can't control what Google gives me. Okay. Okay, I'm going to be fine. I'll stop. Okay. Okay. (laughs) Okay. Here we go. Canadian living. What's their secret to longevity? (laughs) Oh, the first one, like, wow, way to come out swinging, Canada. Stay trim. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. I mean, yeah, that's a tough one. It is. But I mean, I can see it. I can see, you know, it's not like... Um, when you're expecting, you feel fat. I can't. If you're like one of those people that feels great when they're pregnant, <sighs> whatever. Mm-hmm. But the extra weight for me was really hard. Making my back hurt, it made my knees hurt, and it made me not want to be overweight, not pregnant, because it felt painful, mm-hmm. felt uncomfortable and painful. And mm-hmm. I think I heard some weird factoid could just be garbage. But once that for like every pound you're overweight, your heart has to pump five miles extra of blood. Could that possibly be true? Or something like that? Somebody told me that once eons mm. ago. Yeah, I don't know about that. <clears throat> but um, it seems like it's just like, uh, has to be really hard on your body. I was looking at some medical paperwork the other day in my records, and my doctor called me obese. That's what? In my medical records, yeah. Because I'm at the very top of what somebody my size, my height should weigh. And so 
I don't think they're using that term correctly. I was like, what? Okay. 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 All right. Okay. All right. <laughs> you know, this is this oh. is a really tricky one because I know that people are listening who have like battled with weight their entire life. Yeah. And really battled food and clothing and body image issues and all that. And then on the other side, you have people who maybe just really haven't had to think about it at all. And mm-hmm. I know like we're talking to a massively large and broad group of women here. Well, and then there's like everybody in between. So people that never had, but then they had a hormone issue and then all polycystic, whatever, ovaries or whatever. It makes you gain a lot of weight. Like everybody's had, some people were overweight as a child and that was very like emotionally challenging for them. And maybe they're not anymore, but they still kind of carry that. Yep. Yeah. Just so many stories. Yeah. 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 I think, and I think that's really tricky. And I think- the medical community, and I don't mean this in any kind of a disparaging way, but like we always sort of think we've arrived. Now we mm-hmm. get it all. And I think I told you this this morning on the phone that basically they recently came out and said, yeah, metabolism is actually like not really a thing. <laughs> and it also, whatever it is, we're not really sure, but it also like doesn't slow down when you're older. I haven't really looked into this, so I don't mean to spread misinformation, but apparently now that this is accepted amongst the medical community that metabolism metabolism isn't really what we thought it was. My point in all this is that we learn new things, right? Mm-hmm. And just like diets change, you know, you should eat all meat. Now you should eat low fat. Now you should eat low carb. Now you should eat the Mediterranean <laughs> diet or whatever it may be. Right. The medical community is like, there's really no, how do I want to say this? <sighs> There's no health benefit to being overweight. We know that. Right? So like, even though people disagree on all these things, we know that long term, especially packing around a bunch of extra weight is not good. I mean, it's, it's not complicated. It is in the sense that it's a massive battle for some people. And I do not mean to disparage that in any kind Mm -hmm. of a way. But we just know generally as a community, I can see why this is true. In order to have longevity, we have to be as healthy as we can be. And there's a lot of our health stuff that we can't control, and there's a lot of it that we can. Mm -hmm. So there's always that like balancing of scales between personal responsibility and experiences and trauma and difficulties and genetics. (laughs) Like It is not a simple issue. It's not a simple issue. Uh, Which takes us to the next one, which is eat well and prosper. Yes. Okay. So I'm going to ruffle some feathers here. Do it. (laughs) I had a cooking community call a couple of days ago. And so this is once a month. I sit down with my community. People ask questions. We talk about stuff. And interestingly, on this this call, there were probably eight or nine self-proclaimed. This is the term they used. Recovering vegans. Okay. And f- many of them had had sort of experimented with the vegan lifestyle for a very long time and came away from it with some sort of autoimmune issue or major mm. depletion in, in something that their body mm-hmm. needed and under doctor's orders, like you need to go eat a piece of meat kind of a thing. Um, so it led to some really interesting conversation. And, I, you know, kudos to them for – 
showing up for themselves in that way and being like, okay, well, I'm going to change something then. I'm not just going to mm-hmm. take it laying down. I'm going to do something about it. Mm-hmm. Part of me also wanted to say like, this isn't all your fault because <laughs> maybe no. you could have just eaten all vegetables a hundred years ago and felt great. And now they're so sprayed and our soils are so depleted. Like yeah. you are, you're, our bodies are swimming in chemicals that they never had to process before. Yeah, a green pepper ain't what it used to be. <laughs> no. Yeah. No, not at all. And so I was trying to encourage them because they're like, now what? Hmm. Now what? And I mean, I guess there's going to be a lot of differing opinions on this. But to me, I'm like, keep it as simple as you can. Like, keep mm-hmm. it as for me. I'll speak to myself personally because that's like – the best, highest quality meat I can possibly source. The best, highest quality raw milk that I can possibly source. And the best possible, like, grains and vegetables and fruits. But those are tertiary to my to my meat mm-hmm. and to my milk. Because mm-hmm. you can get so much nutrition. It's a lot easier than having to, let's say you make a chickpea salad and you're using 12 different ingredients and, oh my gosh, are these all clean and what's been sprayed on this or that? I mean, it's just way simpler in my mind to be like, are you getting enough meat? Are you getting enough milk? And is it from a good source? Mm-hmm. So, um, and you know, Weston Price did a ton of research on this. Like, what are the diets that people eat for longevity, for vitality, that's, for health? See, that's it. Disease I prevention. mean, I think- Research is really, really important. And for me, I'm really turned off by like mainstream research. Like if there's if the American Cancer Society is issuing an article, like I gotta tell you, I'm not reading it because I we haven't fixed the problem yet. I don't think you're really given all that great life-changing yeah. information. Yeah. I, I'm yeah. much more attracted to like alternative. I don't know how to. I know. I don't know what I'm trying to say. Like quieter, like <laughs> price is that's good stuff there. Yeah. That is well, and Weston Price, he had no, he had no skin in the game in terms of he had nothing to gain. That's what I mean. I, when like the big foundations come out with stuff, like there's a whole lot of money going around there, right? And a whole lot of I don't know, right? Not to, I know that's very I know thin this ice. Is, I'm standing. On, I know this but is there's... a really tricky topic to like talk about on a Monday. This is really but tricky. I've always I've always been more attracted to alternative yeah. sources of information about my health. For my, when it comes to my health. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So my dad, you know, he always used to tell me, and I've said this on the podcast before, like, just follow the money. That mm-hmm. doesn't mean you have to be cynical or right. jaded. It just means you you when you're taking something in and assessing, is this good? You got to ask yourself that question, like, mm-hmm. who stands to gain from this and follow the money and, you know, and then you get to make your decision. And ultimately, we all get to make our decision for our health and for these decisions that we're making. But I don't think that nutrition can be overstated. I think it's very, very important. 
Now, that being said, I'm going to also hold up scripture because that is the worldview that I hold. And, you know, we're told, like, don't give any thought to, like, what you wear or what you will eat Mm -hmm. because who of you can add a day onto your life? So ultimately, I hold to the belief that I can do all these things for longevity and for well-being, but ultimately, I'm not the one who decides the number of my days. Ultimately, that's my creator. And my number of days are what my number of days are. Right. But again, then you go into that paradox of that doesn't mean we bear no responsibility. Because not if your body is a temple. No. I mean, yeah. And, you know, we look at sinful characteristics in the Bible. Gluttony is one of those sins. Carelessness, not practicing wisdom or discernment. You know, these are mm-hmm. all, but these are all, oh my gosh, this is so complicated. But I would say these are all wisdom calls. These are all wisdom calls for you to make. And if you're under the authority of a church and you're not making wise decisions, ultimately that would be your church's responsibility to come to you and to raise that concern. So Mm -hmm. I'm not here to sort of say this is what you should do or this is what you shouldn't do because I think ultimately that's the church's responsibility over you. You know, they're, they're meant to oversee their congregants, to know what's going on in their life and, you know, address any of those issues as they come up. So. Okay. Little disclaimer there. Okay. Yeah. Uh, this one's easy. Don't smoke. Don't Except smoke. Except I envy the smoker. She's always got something to do. Well, <laughs> yeah. You know what I also said to my cooking community yesterday? Because they – to go back to point two. Okay. They <clears throat> Food can be really unfun. We can make it so unfun, unpleasurable, where it becomes yeah. this like, this needs to be perfect, and I, it has to be this way, and da 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 and it can turn into this dietary thing where everything's a point or a calorie or a portion oh or a gram. Yeah. Like it's miserable. It's it, we miserable. Can, we can strip the pleasure. Yeah. I asked them, what food brings you pleasure? Like voluptuous pleasure. And they couldn't yeah. answer. Like they, it made them uncomfortable. They're like, I like this. And I'm like, no, like what food brings you pleasure? And they had yeah. all been so like, robotic like they it was legitimately difficult for them to tap in i said you guys italians can get up eat a cookie take a double espresso and smoke a cigarette and be better off health-wise than what we're doing to ourselves through this stress of trying to be Mm -hmm. perfect yeah you know not saying smoking's good for you i'm just saying stress is equally as bad (laughs) it's gotta be uh, have kids later. This is interesting. I, I did hear this before, too, that um, having kids later after the age of 40. Okay, this is has a f- the woman who bears a child after the age of 40 has four times of a greater chance of living to 100 than women who give birth earlier. Interesting. Those could be old statistics just because so many women used to die during childbirth. Well, this is okay. This is an old article. It's about a decade. Old. Oh, that's not that old. Mm, not that interesting. Bad, I wonder why that is. I don't know. If it's a hormone, it's a hormone. I heard that a long time ago. Mm. That's interesting. Well, I'm good then. I yeah. got one after forty. You're good. Two after forty. One after forty. Yeah. Okay then. Mm-hmm. Um, okay, this one you're gonna love, and this is one we've we've talked about a lot of times on the show. We've talked about it under It Doesn't Just Happen. We've talked about it under Choose Your Hard. This 
fifth point is feed your head. (laughs) Crosswords, new language, take up a hobby, attend a lecture, read a hard book. Yeah. You know, keep your brain engaged. Yeah. Which, come on. It's it's really it, it's really true. Um, you know, I don't what were we talking about a few weeks ago where I kept I kept using the term arrested development. But like heaven forbid we hit our mid 40s and then that's it. We just are who we are and we know what we know and we do what we do for the second half of our life. God willing, the second half. Mhm. I mean, how dull and you know how um, older people, sorry, older people, but you guys repeat yourselves a lot. Mom, no. <laughs> do, do, do we, mm-hmm. air quotes, we repeat ourselves because we're not adding, adding any new fodder to the filing cabinet up there? What mm-hmm. What's happening here? Or you also find that people, what they are contributing is like, Oh, did you see so and so's update on Facebook? It's like that's not. Ew, David. You could you could be yeah. <laughs> ew, David. You can be taking stuff in that's frankly garbage. Well, um, I see that with I see that with with older people too. I'm like, really? Did are you saying that as a nice way of saying like people who watch too much news? <laughs> yeah, and just the whole like, what would the over fifty five crowd be without Facebook? Hmm. I don't know. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I why? Mean, why I'm not trying to be being, a jerk, no. everyone. I'm just <clears throat> saying, like, really? Remember when we read books and we took up a new hobby because we had more free time because we were done raising children? I just feel like, on the whole, there's a whole lot of Facebook references going on. Yep. <laughs> yep. Did you see this? Did you see that? <clears throat> yeah. Did you see this meme? Did you see this? You know, like, mm-hmm. I don't know. Yeah, I think that that's true. And I don't know why we, we, you shove so much education down the throats of our children. Frankly, I would argue probably too much sometimes. Yes, when they should just be <clears throat> playing in the mud. And yes. then once once you do get older, then you just kind of stop. And it's it's sad because I noticed for myself, and trust me, I take in a plenty of garbage, okay? I'm not <laughs> pure and righteous here. <laughs> but I noticed myself, like French was Whoa, it was so hard for me in high school. I couldn't connect the dots. I could barely string together a sentence. I knew I loved the culture. I loved the way it sounded, but I could not. It just was not happening at all. And then five or six years went by, a decade went by, and I thought, I'm going to teach myself French. I'm going to start all over. And it just, and it's still hard for me, but it made sense. Mm -hmm. I was like, I am now ready to learn this. Mm -hmm. I can learn this now. Mm Mm-hmm. So yeah. Tubes and Co. Organics believes that skincare products should nourish and restore and come from simple, wholesome ingredients. Consider having a beautiful routine as nature intended with no synthetic chemicals, no GMOs, toxins, or artificial fragrances. Can you imagine that? Taking care of your skin and applying your favorite makeup products, knowing that what you are using is safe and beautiful from the inside out. Tubes & Co. believes that skincare products should nourish the skin without adding hormone-disrupting chemicals, and they go above and beyond to source organic products made in the USA. Visit tubesandco.com. That's tubes like soups. Tubesandco.com and use the coupon code CHIC10 for 10% off. Does your skin need some extra help after this long winter? 
may I personally suggest the Sea Buckthorn Oil and Frankincense Tallow Balm, two of my favorites. It's not good enough for you until it's good enough for Emily's own family. So visit tubesandco.com and use the Homemaker Chic coupon code CHIC10 for 10% off. Last year, we finally took the jump into the freeze-drying world with a beautiful new freeze-dryer from Harvest Dry, and we are so glad that we did. As a homemaker and gardener, these freeze-dryers have the very important job of making sure that nothing, whether it's a bountiful crop from the garden or leftover soup from Sunday supper, go to waste. These incredible machines are very versatile. You can use your freeze-dryer to preserve dairy, meat, produce, and even complete meals. Here's the very best part. Everything is completely automatic. You literally just fill the freeze-dryer trays, push the start button, and walk away. Preserving food can be that simple. Freeze-dried food lasts for 25 years in your cupboards and will maintain taste and color and flavor. The food retains nearly all of its nutritional value, and home freeze-dried food costs one-third the cost of store-bought, which means your freeze-dryer from Harvest Right will pay for itself in no time. This is the perfect season to order your freeze-dryer so you can have it set up and ready for spring and summer bounty, whether you're freeze-drying fruits, vegetables, herbs, milk, or even eggs, Harvest Right machines are the best on the market and will soon become an invaluable player of your preserving kitchen. Visit bit.ly forward slash Harvest Right Homemaker or click the link in the show notes to shop your new home freeze dryer system from Harvest Right today. A huge concept on this show is better, not more. And our sponsor, House of Tokuman, exemplifies this idea Visit hotrugs.net if you're tired of throwing your money away on cheap rugs that don't survive your lifestyle. Dress your home in a hand-woven rug from House of Tokuman. I have to confess, I'm pretty obsessed with this company. I totally trust Annabelle's knowledge and expertise. She's helped me find beautiful heirloom-quality rugs for our home. They are made from the finest cottons and sheep's wool. Free shipping in the continental U.S. is a serious bonus, too. Here's a designer tip. Follow House of Tokuman over on Instagram for the most incredible education on rug quality, care, and sourcing. And then when you're ready, use this exclusive coupon code HOMEMAKER25 for 25% off this investment into the fabulous style of your home. You're guaranteed a one-of-a-kind rug, no fake antique rugs, machine-made copies, or replicas, my friends. You've seen them in our homes. Now it's time to dress your home in a rug. Visit House from Tokuman at HotRugs.net. That's HotRugs.net. And use the coupon code HOMEMAKER25. Hello, lovely homemakers. This is Angela. Spring is in the air, and it's time to visit oldworld.parisianfarmgirl.com for your spring home design inspiration. Join the Old World Design Society now for as little as $5. You'll have access to one design class a month, a private online forum full of professional designers and amateur home stylists to learn from and become friends with, Choose to include a print or digital magazine with your society membership and watch your stylist skills grow. Become a member of the Old World Design Society today and learn how to elevate your space, improve your knowledge of antiques and history, and style your home like a pro. The Spring Magazine is shipping now and it's gorgeous. Our design classes are ready for you to join us. Visit oldworld.parisianfarmgirl.com and see that there is now an option for every budget. That's Old World. ParisianFarmGirl.com. Yeah, I remember that with Spanish where 
I couldn't understand why you would conjugate like verbs differently, and I couldn't understand or why understand why you couldn't tr- literally translate everything. I just thought if I just learn all the words, and then switch I just them, plug them in exactly, <laughs> right? Like, exactly. Yeah, <laughs> there's no nuance there. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, this is such a shame because you want to create, and and one of mine and Stuart's goals with homeschooling is we want to create what we call lifelong learners. That mm-hmm. means we don't educate our children so that they get really good test scores <laughs> or so that they can get into a really good college. We educate them so that they know how to learn. And so they can apply themselves to anything and just learn how to learn. So I'm yeah. a very visual person. So like one of the ways that I'm learning Italian right now is with flashcards because I'm I can see where like if I see the word, you know, you're hitting all these mm-hmm. different points, but like it's because I know how to learn something mm-hmm. and I and how I learn best. And we actually have the freedom to do that when we're adults. We don't always have that freedom when we're in school and we're young kids and a teacher says, well, this is how we're going to learn and this is how we're going to test. And, you know, mm-hmm. this is like the box that we have to stay within. We finally blossom out into adulthood when we can learn and then we just don't do it. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, I think there's maybe a a misconception that, you know, you're, you know, the child's brain is like a sponge and it's so much easier to learn things. And yes, there are like there are things happening in the brain, especially with language that really um, peter out by like the time you're 13. Um, but but as adults, uh, we we shouldn't stop learning. We should always be seeking something. I mean, whether it's piano or crochet or just reading reading a book instead of listening to it, just anything to keep. Mm -hmm. Because you know what, like the human inclination is laziness. It is much easier to turn on the news and just plop down on the couch and check out. Yeah. But if you do that for the last 40 years of your life and then you wonder why you can't string together a thought at 85, I mean – I think we have to be responsible for what's going up on in our heads and not always – we have to be intentional about not taking the easy way out. Oh, gosh. It's always about intentional. If we're just intentional mm-hmm. about it, if we're just intentional about it. If we're d- and I'll tell you, it is harder. Like, But we always Much. say on this podcast, like, harder is not worse. It's That doesn't mean it's bad. Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. I just had this dilemma with myself. I was driving into town to the garden center, and I wanted to just listen to a podcast and check out and – not have to think about anything, but I had promised myself that I would do an hour of Italian every day. I'm like, here's your hour. Mm. Here's your opportunity. You have a 30-minute drive mm-hmm. and a 30-minute drive home. Like, here you go. And it hurt, you guys. It hurt my brain so bad. <laughs> yeah. I listened to Little Talk in slow French. And the other day, I went to turn it on. And I did. I thought, oh, I just want to listen to a podcast and laugh. I don't want to think hard. I don't want to make my brain hurt. I was like having a little hissy out in my garden. Just listen to it. You'll be fine. Yeah. Just turn it on. All you have to do is push play. I'm like having this little like devil angel conversation so on my true. shoulder. It's so true. I have that about working out pretty much every time I'm going to work out. <laughs> Lest you right. think it just like you magically morph into this person who's just like, I'll do hard things all the time. Don't even think yeah. about it. No, 
every day. Okay, I'm so like, that's number six. Okay, is, I'm is staying ahead. fit. So let's just move right to that okay. because I do think that's one of the keys with physical activity. It's just almost switching onto like Robotron just, autopilot yeah. mode yep. until you're about five minutes into the workout. Yep. Like don't even think about it. Just walk up to the machine or put the shoes on and go outside or whatever it is that you're doing. Yep. And then yes, so, then start having some thoughts. Exactly. One of my favorite. <laughs> people that's ever been on Joe Rogan is David Goggins. And, you know, I'm I'm not genuinely like a just pull yourself up by your bootstraps and, you know, who shut up and obey and do all these things. But David, you know, he can do amazing physical things. And one of the things he says is like he gets up every day and he runs before the sunrise. Like that's he calls it earning his sunrise. Mm-hmm. So he gets up, puts his shoes on and goes out for a run. He said, on the interview, he said, you know, sometimes I stare at those damn shoes for 30 minutes before I put them on. But ultimately, like, you just put the shoes on. Your mm-hmm. body will take over. It knows what to do. And I know you don't believe me when I say this, but eventually it will want to do that. It's a mental game. Like, physically, it hurts. But there's also this release and there's this endorphin rush and there is this, like, hey, I'm getting stronger and, like, this is good. It's simply mm-hmm. getting over that mental hurdle of being able to do it. And I don't know if you if you do this way, but like when, when I was sort of learning how to f- w- like weight lift free weights, my trainer would say like part of my job is to help you not panic when you're bearing a weight. So mm-hmm. when you like when you go to do a deadlift or you go to do a squat with a bunch of weight on your back, uh-huh. your first response is like, no, I'm going to die. <laughs> And you just want to collapse. You want to panic. Yeah. You know? I did panic during a workout the other day because it hurt so bad. I had like labor flashbacks. (laughs) It wasn't labor pain, but the pain was so much. I thought, well, I really really don't like pain. I think I've felt (laughs) enough pain in my life. I really, I need this one to be over with. What was Was that stupid? It was that one where you put your foot up on the bench behind you. Frickin' Bulgarian split squats. They can kiss my (laughs) bleep. I hate those things. Bulgarian split squats. My left thigh, I swear it's going to split open and blood is going to start squirting everywhere. It hurts so bad. Split squats are the worst. (sighs) Oh my gosh. I would rather, anything, I would rather do anything anything in a workout than split squats but they're so good for your booty i mean like ladies i don't feel it in my i feel like in my thigh yeah i mean i guess my butt hurts a little bit deep in there not like my like tail oh my gosh i did i i was making labor sounds and Mm -hmm. i thought you're remembering labor like you i have that feeling of i don't want to feel pain anymore (laughs) it's true but don't you think there is a massive mental benefit not even just physical which we can talk about that but like there's a massive mental benefit to being like you can do hard things it's yeah, hard and you want to run away i you like can... working out is like it's, it's like forgive me it sounds prideful but i know not everybody does it makes me feel good i chose to inflict this on myself and i feel really good when i'm done doing it yeah. and i don't sound like i even look like i work out i'm just proud every time i get done i'm like you did it yep that sucked and you did it anyways. Yep. And so that is sort of like a preconditioning to me for other things, whether it's like housework that I don't want to do or schlepping boulders in my garden or whatever. It's like, well, you did X, Y, Z, so you know you can do this. Yeah. Now. That's, yeah. yeah. That's a massive part mm-hmm. of it. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And then there's the whole physical part. Like I started working out because I wanted to be able to garden when I was 90. And last year thrashed me. 
I mean, just there was so much gravel, so many wood chips, so much compost, so many fence posts, like milking, hunched over the bucket. You had a you had a tough yeah yeah. It was physically. And I, I always used to tell myself, like, you don't have the time to do that. You don't have the time to work out. And I was like, well, do you have the time to be laid up on the couch for three days? Because you can't yeah. walk. And right. Stuart was the same way. Like, his back went out, like, twice last year. Mm-hmm. And I know we sound really old, but our life is extremely very physical. physical. Very, very physical. And so you use it. And you think – it sort of seems contrary, but – Building up a ton of strength and using your body a lot more actually allows you to use your body a lot more, mm-hmm. <laughs> you know? And so we've been able yeah, to- Yeah, I think, you know, yeah. when you're new to it, it's you're more fatigued. Mm-hmm. And then finally you hit that point where you're like, oh, this is why people say working out gives you energy. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Just had to do it for long enough. Yeah. yeah. And it's also changed my form out in the garden. Like I've- done so many squats and so many hinges that now when Mm -hmm. I bend down or when I'm manipulating something in the garden or I'm lifting up a heavy bag of soil, Mm -hmm. you know, I have a completely different technique than I did 18 months ago. And so there's massive benefit to that because there's just less chance of injury. There's literally less chance of me injuring myself, you know? And uh, my trainer explained to me one time, like when you're lifting something heavy, you you puff your stomach out. Like when you're going to deadlift, you you get your gut as like big as it can go. It's not like you're sucking in. You're mm-hmm. puffing it out. And it's like literally creating this balloon, this padding around your spine. So you're using your core muscles to sort of shield your back as you're lifting this really heavy thing. Like that is the type of move that once it becomes habit and you know how to breathe and you know how to do it and push out your gut, that actually saves you massive injury later on in life could potentially save you massive injury. Mm -hmm. Um, So that's like, to me, that's my motivation. Like, I don't want to be crippled beyond what I'm naturally going to be by my age. Right. (laughs) I want to be strong. That's what sort of prompted me wanting to do a show on this topic is I was just looking at my grandma and looking at the queen, quite frankly, and neither of them worked out. My grandma was active. She was, you know, she drove grain trucks. She was in the fields with my grandpa and stuff. But um, I'd love to be yeah. even in better shape than she is. So, like, what can I do now to pave the way mm-hmm. for for feeling really good someday? Uh, okay, we might have to do this in a two part episode. Uh, be the life of the party is number seven, mm. um, and it's in reference to having close ties with friends and family. And that those relationships um, helping ward off depression, which thus boosts, boosts rather boosts the immune system and helps you live longer. Which uh, I like this one because we are in a social media culture and it's really easy to just uh, tuck in uh, and feel like, oh, I reached out to a few people online, so I am in relationship. And um, not the same, y'all. It's not the same. And I think, you know, I think this article was written over 10 years ago, but I I feel like we all picked that up in the last 24 months, you know, culturally. Yeah. Okay. Um, Yes. So we had we need. Oh, we actually do need each other. And oh, we are feeling suicidal. And this is horrible to be alone. Mm -hmm. It's horrible to be alone. We're not meant to be Mm -hmm. alone. We're meant to be in life in community. We Mm -hmm. need those things. You know, even non-religious people really see 
the benefit of the church in terms of just people need a community that they're accountable to that will watch over them, that will take care of them. Um, Mm -hmm. obviously we see that in a different perspective, but, um, you know, particularly after COVID coming out of two year, we went to the market the other day and mind you, like we, we weren't like recluses by any means during COVID, but like we went to the market the other day and there was like, it was the first time I'd seen like a lot of people, you know, I mean, cause we don't go to sporting events. Like we don't, we don't live in a big city. So there's not really a a lot of people congregated, but Mm -hmm. this was just a market. A lot of people were out and it was great. Um, But I found myself like wanting to retreat and not because of COVID, just because of social stuff. Like I get a little overwhelmed in big groups of people. And I just thought, Shay, you're not going Mm -hmm. down like this. You are going to learn how to skill up and you are going to learn how to handle things like this fine. And this isn't beyond you and you can do this. And then we watched this really great show. It's a new Agatha Christie. Um, Why didn't... Oh, shoot. Why didn't they ask Evans? Why didn't they ask Evans? Okay. You okay. seen this? No. Okay, you should see it. It's, it's really great. Okay. Anyway, there's this scene where there's like a confrontation between a bad guy and a good guy. And the good guy just like tells him off, man. He's got like responses at the ready. And I know it's scripted. But I just thought, mm-hmm. man, I would love to be able to like not shrink away from confrontation like that. I would love to be able mm. to like just not have the social anxiety issues that I have. I would really like to not be that person. (laughs) I was out in public last night at an event and I go to these events with my friend and I call them schmoozers, you know, Mm -hmm. I, um, I'm her plus one. I love it. It's fun, but I'm terrible. at it. (laughs) I'm so terrible at it. And last night I was like, in my ear, I'm like, Angie, you suck at this. You suck at this. Angie, you are awful what are you 12 what do you think you have like a pimple on your nose say something say something i was just like talking to myself in my head (laughs) finally i this was my power move for the night so pam how do you know so and so (laughs) i was like yes (laughs) oh that's so good that's so good why is stuff like that so hard I am a grown ass. I know, but you know I what? Can't do it. I've been I like, you have got to just imitate something you'd see in a movie. <laughs> just say <laughs> something. I've been talking to Stu a lot about my social anxiety stuff. Um, uh, and so we have some plumbers here working on the basement. I go down to check this out and turns out I know one of the plumbers. I went to I went to high school with him. Mm-hmm. And so I'm like, "Oh, hi. Nice to see you." Da, 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 da. Well, then the next day, they both have these big beers. One of them comes up to the kitchen and I said, "Hey, Colby, this is my husband Stuart." And it wasn't Colby. Oops, I felt that coming. <laughs> and I was just like, "Oh, sorry. Thought you were Colby cuz the beard." And then I was like, "You idiot. You stupid oh, idiot." <laughs> I say stuff, I, and last night I said something else, and I'm like, "Why? That's that's when you should have kept your mouth shut, Ange." I'm like Bridget Jones. I mean, I am a mess. It is bad. <laughs> it's just, stop talking. Full stop. Yeah. Yes. Yep. 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 Uh, but yes, when she goes, keeps I humble. already feel like an idiot most of the time. <laughs> I know. And then the worst one of part my is favorite movies, like, by the way, love all over your own words, and you're just like, "Oh, sorry," blah, 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 and you're just like, "Just." 
<laughs> just don't. <laughs> oh. oh, yeah. Anyway. Yeah, it was bad last night. There was about 30 seconds of dead air. I'm like, you're going to fill this dead air. You're going to do it. You're going to think of something to say. And so, Pam, how do you know so-and-so was as good as I could do? Wow. <laughs> oh, man. Oh, my That's gosh. So good. This, um, there's this really funny show called The IT Crowd, and it's about these sort of computer geeks, you know, a little socially awkward. Mm. And so there's this episode where they try to learn some sports lingo so that they cannot feel like idiots in social situations, like going to a bar and having a beer. Like, So they just learn a few sayings, but like they can't really respond to anything because they don't, they don't have them in context. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> Exactly. We had a thing like that in my family where, um, you know, when there was dead air and it was really awkward, we would just say, so how about the Mariners, which was Seattle's baseball team. And it kind of became this running joke. Like, I don't know what to say. That's I gave I gave you my best. There's nothing left. (laughs) How about the Mariners? (laughs) Don't know anything about that once to my gay uncle. When we first got married, Joel goes, so how about them lions? <laughs> I about died. <laughs> I elbowed him. I'm like, he's an interior designer. Doesn't watch the lions. <laughs> oh, barking up the wrong tree, Joel. No conversation oh, to be sorry. had. It was so awesome. Oh, it was awesome. My uncle, we all thought it was hysterical. But oh, yeah. that's good. That's good stuff right there. Ooh, okay. Okay. Well, are we prepared um, for longevity after that? Sorry? Are we prepared for longevity after that hour? Of- I know there's more. Okay. Well, do we need to just carry it on then? Okay. We're going to cut it in two? We're, am- we're almost done. With the list? No, with the hour. Okay, okay. We'll just keep talking on Thursday. Come okay. back on Thursday, ladies, and we'll finish the chit chat. Okay. On being prepared for longevity or lack thereof. Um, I got nothing. Uh, homemakerchicpodcast.com. Check out the sponsors, links to all them, coupon codes. Make sure you give them a visit. Thanks to American Blossom Linens for sponsoring season 11 of Homemaker Chic, AmericanBlossomLinens.com. Homemaker Chic 20 is the coupon code over there. And, um, of course, visit dryfarmwines.com, homemaker forward slash homemaker chic to get your wine. And we'll meet you back here on Thursday. Okay. Okay. Cheers. Cheers.